Hello there, it's Lou Conran here and welcome to my podcast, How's Your Week Been? This is where I will be generally waffling on about the minutiae of my life and hoping, to the love of the Lord, that you, the listener, will have emailed me in on info at lukeonran.com with all of the details about what you've been up to this week. And together, we'll have a lovely time. So here, sit back and have a listen to this. Hello, it's me. I've had, I've had one of those days. Um, now, look... I don't want you to judge me. I got ready to go to a fancy dress party at my friend Ruth's house. Um, Got all excited. Not today, is it? No, not today. I got I got it wrong. I I got it wrong. Well, hello dear. Uh, I'm supposed to be Donald Trump. Just as a um, Visual description for the listener that may not have seen what I am presenting myself as. I've basically oranged my face up. I've got some concealer around my eyeballs. I've put my hair in a flick that's not moving. Um, The orange face is only, all it's done actually is just highlighted my chins. And um, and I'm sweating in a onesie, as is my want. And I've got um, some lip gloss over my lip. So what else am I going to do? I can't waste this, can I? So, um, so look, my hair doesn't even move. Solid, solid as a rock. Do you know the GC is out? Because he's always saying, shall we do role play? Yeah, I think that's what we're going to do. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'll message him and I'll say to him, hey, get a nice lipstick. And he'll think it's for me. And then he'll come home and I'll be in the bed, the boudoir. And then I'll shout at him when he's coming up the stairs, put that lipstick on, bitch. Call yourself a a lot. What's her name? No, Ivana. No, that was the other one, wasn't it? What's she called? Melania. Call yourself Melania. Daddy's in bed waiting. That's creepy, isn't it? Anyway, I think it rather suits me. I used to have my hair like this at school. Mm, I got caught in a wind once. Um, and I remember his name, Mark Wilkie, uh, was, kept coming up to me and like being really nice. And nobody was ever nice to me at school. And um, that's because my, I can't even move it. The flick had gone up in the air like a shark's fin and had just stayed there the whole time. All through school, not one fucker told me. Nope. So there you go. That's good, isn't it? And I'm going to stay like this to tantalise and sexualise myself for the GC for when he gets home as a nice little treat. I don't know. I think it rather suits me, you know. I just can't wait to be president. Oh, my God. I can't wait to be the president. Oh, my God. I'm going to be like, I got I got all the presidents. I know all the presidents. I, I'm going to be the president even when I'm in, I'm in jail. Uh. But it ain't gonna happen because I'm gonna pay my way out of that scenario. Oh yeah, my name's Donald. Mm-mm. I'm the big cheese. Ooh, I got all the cheese. I know all the cheese. Actually, what I've done is this makeup can now be tax deductible because I've done it on this. So you know, who's the loser now? Yeah, the government. So listen, um, I'll tell you about my week, shall I, while I'm dressed like this. 
I've had more emails from you listeners, but as ever, I'll get to those in a moment. Um, I did a wonderful show with the wonderful Harriet Dyer at the wonderful Stafford Gatehouse Theatre. She did her Edinburgh show from last year. I did my Edinburgh show from last year. We had a great time. And then the GC went off to do his chip reviews. And I'm telling you now, I am... um, I am concerned for his health. If you're not aware of what the GC has been doing, he's been going around chip shops because he loves chips. He loves chips. And this is the order. He loves chips, football, and then me. But, you know, uh, you've got to stick with what you know. And he only met me later on. And then I, I I can't possibly begin to be better than a bag of chips, can I? Not when I'm dressed like this anyway. Um, so we did our number shows and thank you to everybody that came. I got all the audiences. So we got all the audiences in Stafford. Oh God. We had a great show. I had a great show. I was marvelous. I was amazing. And Harriet was marvelous and she was amazing. And the audience was marvelous and they were amazing, but not as amazing as me and Harriet. Oh, and I tell you what, I don't know what's going on in the world. I know there's a war and I know that there's global warming and, and I know that we'll all we'll all be lucky to be alive in like, I don't know, three days or something. But my next door neighbour but one, what a to-do they've had trying to get a red cabbage today. As we found out on the street, I'm telling you, there we were. We were going to go off and have a nice little walk. And then they popped up in dis- in distress. Well, she's been over Morrison's, hasn't she? She's been over Morrison's, not one red cabbage to be had. I mean, it's a disgrace. So they gets in the car, they goes to the Aldi. Not one red cabbage in Aldi. Aldi. They go to the little not one red cabbage in the little. They go to uh, the Sainsbury's. Yes. I mean, there's not a lot else around here where I live, but there are about five supermarkets out of 58 hairdressers because there's lots of old people here and shit loads of antique shops because there's lots of old people here. And that's it, really. But no red cabbage. I think it's a disgrace. And I got all excited because he's promised to make us some um, pickled red cabbage because he said that he'd been somewhere and he'd had it and it was delicious. And the the chef or one person from the kitchen told him how they made it. And then, oh, well, hell to pay. You're not supposed to give your recipes away, are you? Wally. So now he's going to make us, if they ever get a red cabbage, the GC's made a promise that I don't know whether he can fulfil. He said he's going to work this afternoon. He said he'll pop in the shops on his way because he's gigging up Manchester way because they have shops that sort of have stock in Manchester. But they, he said, well, if I can get you a red cabbage, I will. Can't make promises like that, I don't think. What's he going to do, wake up in the morning with half a dead red cabbage on his doorstep because it's been pecked to death by pigeons? I mean, we will be the winners because... If we do get him a red, where do we, where do you get a red, who grows red cabbages? If you grow red cabbages, will you let me know, please? And then we can have an instant supply for the man next door, but one to make his pickled red cabbage. Yeah. If you grow red cabbages, can you let me know, please? Thanks. We had a visitor. We had a visitor in the form of a wonderful comedian called Jojo Sutherland who came and stayed the night. We talked to dead people. That was brilliant. Just gloss over that one because not everybody believes in that because we've got a ghost in this house. We've got several ghosts in this house, actually. They turn the telly on and off. And no, we haven't sat on the remote. Well, I went to a garden centre today. 
not dressed like this, obviously. Well, I've bought a rhododendron, haven't I? Can I just say I can't keep anything alive? So I can only apologise to those poor plants or the plants' parents because I've put them in the front garden. I don't know whether I should have, how deep you bury them. I don't know what you're supposed to do, whether you're supposed to put them in now, but they were alive in the garden centre, so I can only assume they'll stay alive now. One would hope. I did tear a lavender bush up in half, put one bit over there and one bit over there. Hope they did get separation anxiety or something like that. Uh, And that's it. And now here I am all dressed up to go to a party that doesn't actually exist until next week. She'll have seen this. So now I'm going to have to think of something else to go as. Do you know when you've only got one thing up your sleeve, like you you go karaoke and you've got your song for karaoke, that's the song that everybody knows you for, that's the song that everybody can rely on that you're going to sing. Mine, by the way, is Close to You by The Carpenters because I used to sing it when I was a hotel entertainer in Portugal with my friend Jane on the in-breath. Oh, yeah, you're right. She doesn't exhale. What else am I going to have up my arsenal? Somebody, somebody did suggest that I could go as... um. Nadine Doritz or whatever her name is, which, you know, from one arsehole to another, I suppose. So, yeah, maybe it's just my thing in life that I, I'm just going to be playing arseholes. Oh, yeah, I got all the arseholes. I know all the arseholes. Let's go to your letters. I've had a few. I, I mean, Jennifer with this, the cat on the skateboard last week. Oh, God, it was so sad. Jennifer messaged me. I felt awful. Poor Jennifer. She she was really going through it. She she messaged me to tell me that she'd listened to the episode, which is which is great. After she'd unfortunately had to um she had to take her cat Aoife to um to the vet. Poor Aoife is no longer with us. And then poor Jennifer listened to the episode as she'd just come out of the vets. Felt awful about that. But thank you, Jennifer, for your wonderful email. And I'm so sorry for your loss. It's awful. And then thank you to my friend Ruth, actually, who suggested that if you were going to try and help an animal that was distressed and you were going to try and train it to to use a skateboard, then isn't it probably best that you try and do what you do with a kid on a bike? Put it on there, push it down a hill and hope to God that it sorts itself out. Well, that's no good now, is it? I'm so sorry, Jennifer. I hope you don't mind me telling everybody. I've got this email here. Oh, I can't read that. I haven't got my glasses on. Oh, Jesus. You got all the glasses. I got all the glasses. Okay. So this is from lovely Lydia. Now, as you can probably tell, I don't read these emails properly before I read them to you. So it's all news to you as it's news to me. I know you asked. So here it is. I did. And thank you. Oh, I'm going to have to give you the following for context. I suffer from a disease called, um, I'm going to pronounce it wrong, myasthenia gravis. Myasthenia gravis. So sorry for my terrible pronunciation. I'll blame it on the fact I can't see it properly which basically makes my limbs go weak and my hands have the grip of a wet fish and my neck doesn't want to hold my head up. Monday, I was meant to go to the doctors for a blood test on dropping a urine sample. Oh, God, don't talk to me about dropping in urine samples. Over the years, because of one reason or another, I've had to piss in a pot more times than I care to admit to. 
And after a while, you just get really blasé about just walking through the doctors with your piss in your hand. Now, give it to the miserable receptionists. That's probably why they're miserable, because they have to handle people's piss and shit and jizz every day, isn't it? Probably. Uh, the latter, I, oh, she's, she's given a urine sample. The latter I achieved, even with the difficulties above. But, uh, oh, everywhere did get a drenching. May I suggest... I'm a lady of a particular nature that was not gifted with a tidy tuppence. So what you have to do is just kind of squeeze the mouth downstairs into some sort of form where you sort of make a funnel and that, and then it sort of helps to guide. Or failing that, get an actual funnel and piss in that and then you can direct it like a willy or a shiwi. Very difficult to use. I tried to use one in a... B&B, where was I? In South End. I had a, uh, a tiny bedroom and um, I had this shiwi that my mum had bought me for my travels. Uh, and I thought, oh, do you know what? I'm bored in a B&B. What else am I going to do? So I tried to train myself how to use a shiwi by sort of funneling my piss into the sink in the bedroom. Let's just say I didn't get my deposit back. Uh, so she got always strange. I only got in the car to go. My arms wouldn't operate, so I decided it was too dangerous to go. Lydia, I put the wee sample in the fridge to take it another day. Note to self: must remove from the fridge. To- right here we go. Now you're not going to believe this. This is not to do with piss. You know when you get your poo samples. I'm sure I've talked about this on stage. You get your poo samples thing right from the doctors and you have to send take a chunk off or something and then send it to the docs my um my dad's friend Valerie she had to give a poo sample but couldn't bring herself to break it up so she did a massive shit in a in a Tupperware pot and put it in the fridge and she thought she'll deal with that later and her husband took it to work with him because he thought it was his lunch Tuesday, got the car to go to work and the car wouldn't start. Fucking hell, Lydia, as if you haven't had enough to deal with. I had to call my friend to take me. Yesterday was completely knackered. The hubby drove me to the dentist for a checkup. We've been waiting two years for a tooth to be removed. Even, look, I know we, we're all up against it in one way, shape or form. And these dentists, they're just taking the flipping piss now. Off you, Lydia. It's in your fridge. Don't forget. I've been waiting for two years to get a tooth to be removed, but because of the drugs I take, I have to get it done at the hospital. Bloody hell. Dentist tapped my tooth, checked my gums, waggled the bit that's left of the tooth that he's removing and sent me on my way. The rest of the day I sat in the garden enjoying the sunshine. Good. Confession, I don't always I don't always go back in the house when I need a wee. Well, we don't need to know that, Lydia. And I'll edit that bit out. I won't. Husband and I are off to Tesco to get some high juices. I've run out. Well, I tell you what, Lydia, there's not enough high juice in the world, is there? There's not enough red cabbage, not enough high juice. Now then, where was me other? Mandy, cheeky Mandy. Well, now let me tell you about Mandy. Mandy is a lovely lady. She's a huge supporter of comedy. And um, it's always so nice to see a little face in the audience, in the, the crowds of shows and things. So because she's always smiling and she always looks like she enjoys herself, which is so vital if you're a comedian on stage. Mandy, you should run training courses on how to spread your face about a bit, if you know what I mean. Ah, 
She's on week two of retirement. Congratulations. That's amazing. She's pottering around in a potting shed the other day. Oh, don't ask which day. I'm retired. I moved a bag of compost and knocked the yard brush off its hook and it hit me in the bumps. There was a lot of swearing that followed and all the other stuff that comes out with a bang on the bumps. Massive egg on my head. Slight concussion followed. Thankfully, it didn't knock any sense into me. Mandy, don't ever change. I've been in, I've had to stay overnight in hospital before because um, I had concussion. Let me bore you with this. When I was at college doing A-levels, yeah, that's right. This has done A-levels. I got all the A-levels. I got all, I didn't, I, I did really badly, but never mind. Um, I was dicking about with Richard Smith. Funny story about Richard Smith is that he moved to NYC, that's America, you know. And then when I started doing comedy and then I met my wonderful chum, Sally Ann Hayward, out that Sally went to university with Richard Smith. Weird. And also, then we find out there's another connection, Andrew Hagen. Yeah, he also, I think he also moved to New York. I went to like primary school with Andrew Hagen. It's a great picture of me and him with a puppet show. We made puppets uh, in the Bucks Free Press. That was, and we were about, I don't know, we must have been about seven or eight or something. Sally Ann Slaywood only bloody went to uni with him as well. And then Richard and Andrew became friends. What was my point? Concussion. So I had concussion because Richard Smith and I were dicking about at the drama stu- in the drama studio um, at Amersham College. We were dicking about and then I ended up banging my head on some steel chair legs in drama class. I ended up going to hospital with concussion and then they kept me overnight because I was a bit of a weirdo, of course. There was no room in the female ward, so they kept me overnight in the men's ward how old was I 16 or 17 and I swore from that day onward I would never get married never 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 the grunting and the snorting and the crying and the patheticness from the men it's disgusting some bloke walked in I'm gonna say probably half eight nine o'clock at night with a bag of chips and just surreptitiously left them with the man in the cubicle thing next door to me. And all I could smell was chip. Maybe it was the GC. We don't know, do we? Because he, we only lived a, sort of down the road from each other. Oh, imagine if it was him. Anyway, from that point on, I decided I was never going to get married. And, you know, it's taken me a long time to have that decision changed. But when you get older, you just have to take what you can get, really, don't you? I got the best man in the world. I got all the best men in the world. Yeah, he likes chips and he likes football, but he likes me. And then it turns out that probably didn't have concussion. It was probably a migraine because then when I got released from hospital, got my period. Tell you, tough being Donald Trump. Really is. Mandy, what were you retired from? You lot are rubbish at filling in the details. Mandy, you can't tell me that you've retired. I need to know what you've retired from, please. So this week, um, could I have some more emails, please? Also, now, I'm, as I've said before, I'm not always going to do the chatting to, to another guest. But this week, I spoke to somebody who is 
the most, other than my beautiful, wonderful partner, this person that I spoke to is the best person in the whole wide world. My sister, I spoke to my sister. Let me fill you in. My sister lives in Brazil. She is the clever one in the family. I love my sister to pieces and she's lived in Brazil for a very long time. And I'm hoping that at some point she will come back and live in the United of Kingdom. But, you know, what with the cost of living crisis and that, that's looking unlikely. Great days. Thanks, government. Thanks, twats. Um, But anyway, so I spoke to my sister very briefly. Nicola is um, quite shy. She's not very into sort of chatting about herself. She's the most modest person that I I know, um, but I love her completely. So here is my chat with my wonderful sister, and I hope you enjoy it. (laughs) Nicola, sister dearest of mine, uh, wisest woman in the world, maturest, most sensibilest person I've ever met. How has your week been? My week has been fine, actually. I've been sleeping a lot. It's raining, so I've got a job. I had to wear a jumper today. Oh, and... you need to a tell the listener where do you live? Okay, I live in Brazil in Campinas. Which are the name of which I find trigger the Campinas. (laughs) It never ceases to make me laugh that you, my serious sister, lives in a town called Campinas. Would you tell the listener what it is you do for a job, please? I'm a researcher in haematology diseases, particularly sickle cell disease. So you're a researcher, but aren't you a professor as well? No, I'm a researcher. Oh, but you uh, want me to be a professor? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Can you be a professor? Because I've told everybody that my sister is a professor. <laughs> One but, day I might be a professor. But... Yeah, but Nicola, aren't you like practically a professor because you've like nearly found a cure for sickle cell disease and you've written loads of books and papers and stuff. So you are practically a professor. Well, you can call me a professor if you like, but I'm not. I'm going to call you Professor Nicola Conran from now. Okay, Okay? because that's what I've told everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I know you kind of um, blow me up. Uh, but I blow you up. I tell everyone that my sister's a famous comedian. Well, A, I'm not famous. And B, sometimes comedian is um, quite a loose term, really. <laughs> you know you are. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm funny sometimes. Anyway, so Nicholas, so you've had a, it's raining in Brazil at the moment. What is it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. Is it your summertime or is it, where are we in your wintering? It's getting to winter. And what's the average temperature of winter in Brazil? I suppose about 20 degrees. Right. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, yeah. It can even get down to about 10 degrees at night. Oh, Nicola. You might have to put uh, like a blanket on your bed. and Yeah, I get really excited. Do you? But, But we don't have heating in the houses. So actually when it gets really cold, it's like the... British uh, summer I suppose yeah. when you just absolutely freeze yourself for bits off for two weeks yeah uh, and in England you sweat yourself for two yeah. weeks because sometimes you can even see your breath in the house and everything it's, yeah no, no it's true but I know that it's like that in England though anyway because nobody can turn the heating off anyway. well they can't we can't turn the heating on Nicola that's what I'm saying it's yeah. all like that all year round now in England isn't it yeah. well yeah or in the UK I mean sorry 
Yeah, practically. Although when I was in Australia, um, when we put the aircon on, they put like their minimum coolest aircon temperature was like 20, 21, which I was found that hilarious because that is our peak summer. summer. Yeah, mine is, I, mine is on 23. Nicola. So you say it's you... It's a different kind of heat though, isn't it? If we yeah. can get into climate. Uh, yeah. It's like, you know, when people, when I was in Australia and mum used to go, wow, it's a different sun, isn't it? It's a different sun. Well, it's not. It certainly is, Lou. Yeah, it's not, yeah. it's the same sun. Well, I would agree that it's the same sun. Thank you, because you're a scientist. And if you said it wasn't, then I'd slightly be concerned about that. Um, so you say you've had a fine week, right? I've had a fine week, yeah. Yeah. yeah Have you? Um, you're off to Frankfurt next week. Have you been yes. your conference stuff ready? And what is the conference? Tell the listener what the conference is for. Please. The European Hematology Association Conference. Ooh, that sounds a barrel of laughs. <laughs> I'm planning on eating lots of frankfurters Ooh. and um, potatoes. I do, what do they eat? I'm I'm sorry, I'm being a bit ignorant. I don't really know what they eat there. But they have crowd, nice, isn't it? yeah, I have nice. They have nice food in in Germany, so I'm quite looking forward to that. I, you know, eating is quite a priority for me. So. Well, you are a Conran, and it is yeah. it is a priority because in Brazil you don't have decent food, do you? You just have dead animals on a trolley. <laughs> We have lots of lovely food here, actually. So I'm going to miss the food if I come back to England one day. You will be coming back, Nicola, because whether you know. or not, I'm going to make sure that you come back. You've lived in Brazil for how many years? Is it 20? Yeah, we don't need to get into the exact years, but over 20 years. Yeah, Over 20 years, isn't it? Like yeah. five or something like that. Yeah, probably more like that. So what we, what's your home comforts that you miss from the United Kingdom? Well, we do love going to a supermarket when we go to England. We do miss the supermarkets. Mm-hmm. I have said that I'm not coming back to live in England and I, unless I can live next door to a Waitrose. Oh. I'm not sure if I'm being a bit too ambitious with my plans. It is important to me yeah. uh, living near a nice supermarket. And um, I do, you know, I do actually miss the rain in, in the UK. Do you? I'm, I know that's a bit strange. But you like this you like the 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 seasons when it snows here you like us to take pictures. Oh yeah, yeah. I I do like a season <laughs> with the wardrobe and the flower the right flowers at the right time and everything. The wardrobe? Well, you know the ward your wardrobe is kind of made for seasons in the UK, isn't it? Oh, I see. The there are black clothes for the winter and then you can't wear black in the summer. In the Can UK. you not? Is, is that a rule? Yeah, of course it is. In Brazil, we have to use summery clothes all year round, but you can wear black here, even if it's the summer. <laughs> well, that's reassuring. <laughs> Nicholas, you okay. do with blood all every day. Um, yeah, I talk about blood all day. Obviously, because we're very different. You talk about blood and I talk about me fanny on stage. I'm sure the parents are equally proud of both of us. <laughs> I think they're really <laughs> proud of both of us, but nobody in our family understands exactly what it is that you do. So we just go, oh, yeah. she's a and she's, she's cured a disease. Okay, um, but now you found out that I'm not a professor. You know, that's just ruined everything, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but you have practically helped to cure sickle cell disease. Don't be silly. Anyway, we have. Uh, 
You mustn't be bashful about it, Nicola. You have. You've led a whole. I, ha I, ha I have not cured sickle cell disease, unfortunately. Yeah, but like you're helping. Somebody to cure sickle cell disease. Um, you're helping the process, it, though, aren't you? Yeah, we all take part, don't we? So, you know, we're just yeah. a little cog in the wheel. But, you Nicola, know. you're so modest. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, it's all down to me. Thank you very much. Wow, <laughs> me? Yeah, with that drug called the Nicola Conran drug, Professor. Yeah, that's me, that is. You need to blow your trumpet a bit more, Nick. Okay. Well, go on then. <laughs> I think it's in a really important disease to work on. It's yeah. a neglected disease. People don't really know what it is very much. Um, mm -hmm. And the patients have a... A really most patients with sickle cell disease have a really a more difficult life you know they have a lot of pain and everything so I think it's it's quite inspiring it's a important thing to work on you know it's nice to feel that you're making some kind of contribution even though it's tiny and, but I think what you do is great as well you make everyone laugh so <laughs> Yeah, I think the difference between comedy and potentially helping to cure an internationally devastating disease is quite different, really, isn't it, Nick? Right. Yes, <laughs> mind you, I suppose that people get like a little bit like, oh, you do comedy, well, oh, that's exciting. And then after a while, you get a bit blase about it. And when people ask what I do, I just tend to make something up now because I can't be asked to answer all the questions. Well, I do. I, I do reassure everyone that you are actually funny oh you know, thank you, 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 are, you are, tell them that you're a comedian because I don't know there are some comedians it depends on your sense of humor doesn't it but you you are generally funny aren't you I've always been an idiot so that's yeah, yeah. Uh, I love you I love, <laughs> I love you silly your conference in Frankfurt then are you you're giving talks and things are you I'm not actually I'm oh. just going to be watching so it's going to be nice so oh, I have normally... somebody that works in our team who's going to be giving a, a talk there. So I'm very Ooh. proud of him. Yeah. And we're working on his talk at the moment. They're called Oriel Presentation. So it's like a 10 minute quick talk. And I'm going to see some people that I know there. So I'm quite pleased about that. So this... uh, Hubby's going with me this time. Hubby never goes with me on wow. work things. But he's going to, go, while I'm at the conference, he's going to go to somewhere to see his friends that he's got in Germany. And then afterwards, we're going to travel around a bit. To go to see some As... castles? No, I'm not going to see that many castles. I have put my foot down there. Oh, no. I'm going to see some cute little villages. And I did invite you to come with me. Yeah. Yeah, I've given up on that. We're living in a cost of living crisis. And then in the middle of that, the gentleman caller decided he wanted to marry me. See, I do understand your motives for that. And um, what, for getting and married? I do, and I do understand that you live the high life, the, <laughs> the fast life and everything. And, you know, but I missed you. I haven't seen you for years. I know. It's awful, yeah. isn't it? That, like, I've. Well, you probably feel the same, but I've always felt since you moved away like I was an only child because you've you've gone and you must have that as well. I went living in Brazil without your wonderful sister there. Well, I suppose technology has made things easier for us to talk to each other. Sometimes you don't even feel that you're that far away. You know, we have had a glass of wine together in the past. Yeah, I just can't physically touch you. Which now you can't physically break my ribs, can you? Liz? <laughs> no. Sorry about that. I did once break my sister's ribs by hugging her very 
Was I hugging? I was. I was hugging you. It was a hug. It was a goodbye hug. It was. I didn't want you to yeah. know that I squeezed too hard and I broke your rib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you had to fly home with broken ribs. Yeah. Sorry. I'll return the favour one day. I don't think you will, Nick. I am a sturdy unit. If you were to try and break anything on me, or any part of my body, it would purely be by accident, I'm sure. I don't I don't think you'd be able to do that to me nowadays because the padding is a little bit bit thicker nowadays. But um... No, you've always been skinny, Nicola. But I'm not anymore, really. Yes, you are. Oh, my Sorry. God. Compared to me, you are. You've always been a rake. And that's why I say, like, if you were going to break any part of my body, it would be by accident because you are quite accident prone. Clumsy, I think, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Louise. That's yeah. I know. Yeah. You. How's my niece and my nephew, please? They're great. They're great. Yeah. Yes, Victoria, um, I have to tell the listener, but Victoria was palmed off on me and the GC during the pandemic. <laughs> she came to live with us for like a few days and then it turned out to be a few months and I thought uh, it would be good for you you know to yeah. more with your, your... <laughs> yeah just sort of like hosing down fires in the kitchen from her setting fire <laughs> to everything and when she dropped a bottle of champagne on the floor and decided to just sweep it out of the back door that was <laughs> that was a particular highlight but you know we're, we're all culturally brought up differently aren't we that's <laughs> it and she wouldn't know that wood and plastic would set fire if you leave it on a hob would she (laughs) really yeah I'm sorry um so Nicola I can see that you're very busy right now Nicola yeah I'm working I I'm it's the weekend and I'm working really hard yeah it is god you're working so working so hard there Nicola (laughs) oh you're not you're not talking to me from the office Oh, oh, no. <laughs> You're going to edit that out, aren't you? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine anyone in Brazil will be listening to this, Nicola. No. Unless they are your, what do you mean, no? Unless they are your chums. And then in which case, if if they won't dob you in anyway, so it's fine. And actually, you can't get dobbed in because you're in your 50s. It's not like we're at school, is it? Thanks, Lou. Hey, you're welcome. I'm, it's my job here to make you feel so brilliant about yourself. Um, Nicola, can I ask you, why did you want to do um, haematology? Because when we were growing up, you wanted to be a forensic scientist. Well, it's kind of what I call linking in, isn't it? But he, no, I didn't want to do haematology. I wanted to do blood, really. I don't know. Blood is really quite fascinating, isn't it? It's, it's got cells in it and things. And each cell, <laughs> does, a diff- each cell does a different thing. And I kind of like find that down so you know when you you get your different blood types and that oh don't ask me any technical questions please oh well I thought that's (laughs) (laughs) because I'm going to show my ignorance now oh well what do you do then do you just stare at blood roaming around in a microscope yeah more or less that yeah, they do different things depending on different diseases. Oh. For example, in sickle cell disease, it's the red cell that mm-hmm. goes in a funny shape, but um, it affects all the other cells as well, the white cells and the platelets and everything. How do you, do you are you born with sickle cell or does, do you develop? Yeah, it? it's an inherited disease. And what do you have to do then to cure it? You just sort of. There's no cure at the moment. You you um you take things that alleviate the symptoms, but there should at some point there's probably 
you can have uh, transplants and that cures it, but it's very difficult to get um, a matched donor. Soon there will be gene therapies available because it's an inherited disease. So when you say you can have a transplant, what, a blood transplant? Yeah, like they call it a hematic stem cell transplant. It's like the kind of transplant that you have if you have leukemia or something, you replace all your bone marrow cells. Oh, wow. And how long does that take? I don't know. The procedure is quite quick, I think, because you have to um, irradiate all the bone marrow and then you have to get the new bone marrow. So I don't think it's very doesn't take that long but it's a complicated procedure quite intrusive though isn't it if you're going into your bone marrow well you know I I'm trying to think I'm not Lou I'm I'm trying to think I don't want to say anything wrong I just I just think it's fascinating that you can whoever like we've been watching like we love all the crime programs forensic program last night about like the advancements they've made on forensic and they can literally from a a globule of tiny spit they can work out who's been where and who's done what who decided that if you remove somebody's bone marrow which by the way is delicious in a gravy if you remove somebody's bone marrow who's who's whose idea was that somebody just go oh we'll we'll just scoop that out and we'll just bung something else back well you don't really scoop it you're you irradiate the person and you kill off their bone marrow really that's why it's irradiate the person what like yeah what like and then you put new bone marrow back so without the gene uh mutation like nicola you must think i don't do that there are some very clever people that do it but i don't do that you you hang out with those sort of people you know i know i hang out with some really really smart people yeah did you ever meet stephen hawking no i didn't oh who's your most (laughs) who's your most famous sciencey type person that you've ever met i don't know but they're all very smart and i pretend that I I try and pretend I'm smart too but it doesn't work very well as you can see. I'm just going to shut the window because somebody's taking our recycling out and I don't want you to hear how many bottles we've drunk. Hang on a minute. <laughs> Hang on, I'm still here. Hang on. I think you need to, as I said earlier, you need to blow your trumpet about what you do. It's bloody brilliant. Okay. Okay. Yes, I think you yeah. yeah. Nicola, tell the listener, let's get it down to levels that I can understand now. What's your favourite thing about, if you were going to come to my house in the United Kingdom and you went to the fridge, what would be the first thing that you would eat? Well, you know, you kind of think that I want the Brunston pickle. Yes. It's not that important anymore. As long oh. as there's some good cheese there. Yeah. Some good cheese. I, I like those oat cakes with some nice cheddar and everything. Yeah, this is really stimulated stuff, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Nicola, when you and I like jam. Can I ask you a question, like a sciencey question? Here we go about jam. I am a fan of if there's like some fur in in the jam, like blue bit of fur mold. I will pick that off and I will eat the rest of the jam in the jar. Mm. Do you keep your jam in the fridge? Yeah. If you keep the jam in the fridge, that should not happen. So. Either your jam is like three years old or um, fridge isn't cold enough. Or I put a buttery knife in the jam and the butter's off as opposed to the jam. I wouldn't worry about butter contamination, but I wouldn't. I've never seen mould in a jam before. 
haven't in you? In my jams, in my jams. Well, no. yours don't last long enough for that to happen. No, that's what I'm saying. Yours must be about three years old or something. Yeah. Nicola, what have you got in store uh, over the rest of this week, please? Well, you know, you were my highlight of today. Oh, I'm great. I excited that I was going to talk to you today. Yeah, it's been a really intensive interview, hasn't it? Yeah, and my husband said, oh, what have you got that blouse on for? I said, because I'm going to talk to my sister. Nothing really, lots of lots of meetings online nowadays, isn't it? Isn't it funny how everything's online nowadays? Do you think the internet's ruined our lives, Nicola? It has and it hasn't, hasn't it? And sometimes when we go and see people in person, we realise how fun it is to talk to people in real life, don't we? But, you know, these like Zoom meetings and everything, they have really facilitated a lot of stuff, haven't they? Your, um, your husband um, tried to work out an itinerary, itinerary for your trip to Frankfurt <laughs> using AI. And I heard on the radio the other day that a, a new antibiotic or something was created using AI. Do you think that your job will be defunct soon because of AI? Yeah, pretty much so. I mean, they already use AI for doing that kind of stuff anyway, really, don't they? And um, there is even talk about whether the AI has to be an author on a paper and things like that. So what they'd say is... It's not good enough at the moment, but it probably will be soon. Well, that's quite scary, isn't it? Then nobody will have a job. Everything will be done by computers and then... No, but you know... It's like uh, at the moment, it's not quite good enough because you have to put a lot of information in. It's like I, we said, the AI gave us five castles to visit in Germany. I mean, I like a castle, but, you know. Not, not five. Not you see one five. castle, another, yeah, yeah. don't you? It's very much yeah. like burlesque, Nicola. You yeah. see one woman get her tits out with some things hanging off them. That's funny for a bit. And then you see five people doing it. It's boring, isn't it, really? <laughs> Very, very. Sad. <laughs> I'm trying to make the link. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just, just trying to think of other things that are overkill. I've always found burlesque really. I've I've emceed a lot of burlesque shows. Oh God, you've seen one pair of tits. Yeah. And oh, Louis. Okay, we've gone from castles to burlesque, okay. but that's the way yeah, we. Is burlesque or always going in that direction, or I thought well, not it was... to tits, not normally, but it was the first yeah. thing that popped into my head, and I've got no control over what happens in my brain. You're the one that got all of the cells. They <laughs> forgot to give us a give us a filter when we were born. That was problem. Mm. We didn't get those filtering genes. No, so we just say whatever comes into our head. Yeah, out of our mouth, so that's a problem. Yeah, can I just ask you another sciencey question? Like you and I are born of the same sperm and the same egg, right? Not the same egg, babes. Oh, not the the same sperm. Yeah, yeah, from the same persons, right? Right, yeah. That's that's why I was rubbish at school (laughs) because I said that we're from the same sperm and the same egg. How are we so different? What's the scientific answer to that, Nicola? Because if we're from the same makeup, how can we be so different? Well, it's ran all random DNA choice, isn't it? But the thing is, I don't think we're that different, really, are we? Um, well, let's look at that, shall we? You're very, very intelligent. And you are too. Yeah. You have to be intelligent to make a joke, don't you? Well, as your daughter be once quick. said to me, you could be just as clever as your sister if you just applied yourself. 
you very much. <laughs> we all have our own skills, don't we? You know that my skill isn't talking and you got the talking skills. I got the talking, but not the brain and you got the brain and you're good. Yeah, you got the brain too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't just come up with a, a funny thing like that. I'll let you go. Um, I'll let me go. <laughs> we can't think of anything else to say, can we? You're not going to use all of this, are you? though, are you? I am. I'm going to give every single. Can you be ready to edit it right down? No, I'm not going to. I'm going to get a lot of rubbish and everything. I'm going to keep it all in. No, love you. Yeah, I love you. Go make the world different. Yeah, with all yeah, your. I love you. You make everyone happy. So that's. I don't. I make a lot of people miserable, but never mind. Let's not go into that. Anyway. I love you very much. I love you. I love you. Love you much more. And I miss you. And I wish you were coming to Frankfurt. Yeah. By the looks yeah. of it, you're not coming. So, well, if we um, if we win the the lottery by well tomorrow, then that'll all change. So. But I am looking forward to your wedding. You haven't had one of those before. So <laughs> no, I haven't had one of those before, but somebody else has. So really. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's been married. I really need to. Get, I need to get my get to know my brother-in-law a bit better. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's been round the block, Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. You can't reach that age and not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I love you very much, and um, I love you more. Right? No, I love you more. Well, how much do you want me to love you more? Oh, no, no, I think it's perfect. I think we just love each other same, same. How's that? Okay, then. That was my sister. She Isn't she amazing? She's so cute, and I love her to pieces, and she's brilliant. Anyway, have a wonderful week, people that are listening to this or watching it or whatever you're doing. I'm going to go now. Thank you so much for everybody that has listened so far. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. You are amazing. Thank you. So if you want to share with the other listener what you do or what you've been doing with your week, then please do so. You can email me on info at lukeonrand.com. And um, let's just keep these conversations going because you're bloody brilliant. And if you're enjoying listening to me waffling on and you want to have a little bit more content, then you can do by joining the Patreon that I have signed up to, www.patreon.com forward slash comedian. I'm going to go and try and scrub my face now. Okay. I love you very much. See you next week. Bye-bye.